Coming up on this week's episode, we begin by discussing dishwasher technology, how to keep your plates clean, and our kitchen sink picks. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the latest Apple rumors and the end of Adobe Flash. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 298, recorded January 4th, 2021. Dishwashing Dilemmas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the two original Bean Dads. It's Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Sean. Oh, feels bad. <laughs> Colby, are you up yeah, on Yeah, we this? don't have to touch that. The what? Bean I, Dad? I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't hear what Sean said, so I was just hoping you would, you would feel this. <laughs> I was wondering if you if this would have pierced your bubble, Colby. So, so let, what, what? Let's have Sean explain it, and then I'll blow your mind. Okay, are are you familiar with Bean Dad? No. Oh, Bean Dad was yesterday's Twitter thing. Um, that is already over today, so I'm not surprised you missed it. But basically, there was a man on on Twitter who tweeted about. Uh, it was like a 20 plus tweet thread about how his daughter wanted a snack and and she I don't know if he gave her a can of beans or she grabbed a can of beans or something but basically he was like oh here's a can opener figure out how to use it and his daughter is 9 and he's like figure out how to use a can opener and apparently she fought with it for hours and started crying and I didn't read the whole thread I kind of read the aftermath but basically he tweeted all about it in a thread and eventually I think I think she figured it out but it took her like 8 hours or something crazy like that um and and he became hashtag bean dad. That's where the name came from. Uh, because after posting these, it got picked up by, I would say, a handful of people who said, hey, you know, it's good that you teach your kids how to let them do things for themselves. And the vast majority of people who said, you're a terrible dad. That's mean. You shouldn't do that. Um, bean dad got immediately canceled. Twitter account got deleted. Um, they started resurfacing a bunch of old tweets um, this person had a, a tenuous connection to some B-level celebrities that ended up getting exploited. Bean Dad, <laughs> hashtag Bean Dad was just the thing. Did I miss anything, Dan? Is that pretty accurate? Wow. Uh, it was it was six hours, and now Colby, six hours. Which uh, which host of which podcast that you listen to is Bean Dad? Uh, oh, um. It sounds like a John Roderick thing to do. <laughs> being honest. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. He yep. is Bean Dad. He got, <laughs> he got canceled yesterday. <laughs> and it's so funny because I I saw the, the I saw the, all the stories and Bean Dad and all this going around. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I saw it was John Roderick. I'm like, oh my god. They kicked him off Twitter. Oh. I think he deleted his Twitter. Oh, okay. Because they were starting to dig up, like, and you know him. He's not very politically correct, if I may use that term. So they were pulling, like, old tweets from 2012 and 2013. <laughs> and and most of them were out of context. But they were like, look, this guy really is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Absolutely wild. And then what hysterical. happened is... Then, because he does the podcast with Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings, who is about to start a, a temporary run as Jeopardy host, as well as a new game show he's on, a different one. Yeah. He stood up for John Roderick and then got everyone mad at him. 
and then immediately like stop talking about it because I'm sure his PR people were like, "You have a show coming out next week. Like, shut your mouth." Right. Um, it was it was great. It was hashtag Bean Dad. And, oh, and wow. Mabim Bam announced they're not going to use that theme their theme song from the John Roderick's band anymore. <laughs> They're going to pick a new theme song. It's, it was a whole thing that was over in 24 hours. I did. Um, I did notice I listened to Mabim Bam today. Their their year naming episode. And I they had like a weird, not normal theme song, which I assumed was. Um, I, I assumed it was just them being weird, not like that. <laughs> that John Roderick got canceled for. <laughs> For uh, making his daughter open a can of beans. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Well, that's weird. Yeah, 2021 off to a great start. <laughs> our, our first meme of the year. Slack was down. We get that stupid thing. It's just a disaster. Train wreck. Now I'm nervous about my dishwasher coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bad things happen in threes, man. Slack, Bean Dad, and now your dishwasher. <laughs> right. It would be really bad. I've washed how's, how's dishes. How's it been just washing dishes? You you were pretty like net about it a couple of months ago, if I remember. You I mean like, it's whatever. Not... Who needs a dishwasher? <laughs> I think it was at first it was annoying. At, like at first I was still in like had a dishwasher mentality where like <laughs> you didn't have to do you like you didn't have to do anything until you ran the dishwasher and then you di- just did all the dishes at the same time but if you are the dishwasher like doing that like waiting until it's 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 uh you know not possible to continue using the kitchen if you unless you wash the dishes is is quite taxing um so like pretty quickly i adapted to do do dishes like in small increments like you know uh continuously but then like i don't know i mean it still gets really tiring like every randomly multiple times a day you have to stop for 15 minutes and do the dishes and that's like when i'm not uh that's like not even if there's like a cooking project going on that's just normally like there's a bunch of dishes if you make a sandwich um and Wait, how many so, dishes are there if you make a sandwich well not oh, none. have you seen a colby sandwich yeah like you need a cutting board you got like I, I I honestly I used to use like I would use one knife for the mayo and a separate separate knife for like the mustard because I didn't want to contaminate first world problems right well <laughs> also th- those things have changed too now I just rinse off the mayo knife <laughs> before I put it in the mustard you, you animal but, <laughs> I don't know I like to Wait, I like cutting? to have fun what do you mean what am I cutting. Do you, do you like? Well, he's got to slaughter the pig first. I was gonna say, do you have one of those like? Are you, are you uh, slicing off a little the bits of ham one at a time? <laughs> well, at the very least, I like to cut my sandwich in half after it's made. Ah, oh. he's got to cut all the cru- cut all the crust off. Right. I also don't like to have a dirty plate, so I do. I I like to have tomatoes on my sandwiches, and tomatoes mm. on a sandwich demand to be seasoned, but I don't want like salt detritus on my 
plate. I like I don't want the outside of my sandwich to become salty because there is like now, excess salt on the plate. I see. And that's the same reason why you wouldn't use the cutting board f- for that purpose. Exactly. The cutting board is like the workspace and then you like transfer the sandwich to the I the would eating absolutely space. unequivocally pay for an OnlyFans that's just a live stream <laughs> of Colby making a sandwich every day. Like that would that would be the treat of the day. Maybe. I I I make a sandwich most days, so just the intricacy. Now, can I ask you guys a couple of washing dishes related questions? Yeah. Because I know yeah. some people who do it some one way and some do it. First, do you guys, and I never understood people who do this, but do you wash your dishes as you cook or do you wait till the end and wash all your dishes? Depends. Yeah, it depends. Um, in my new reality, I often wash my dishes as I'm cooking because, again, I don't want to have a, a you know, dishmageddon at the end of the night. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. For me, it's a question of like, um, sometimes like if, if there's two people, I'm in a position where there's two people making dishes sometimes. And sometimes like one person's task is taking longer. So I'm not going to just like start watching TV at that point. I'll be like, well, okay, I might as well watch the dishes now. Um, yeah. since we're still in this mode or if it's something that's like, Oh, and now, uh, you know, let this thing sit for an hour and then add this other thing. It's like, okay, now I'll wash the dishes. Otherwise I always save it for the end. Yeah. I'm going to save it for the end guy too. My other question was, what is your, again, I've had disagreements with people. What's your washing implement, your tool? Are you a brush guy, a sponge guy, a rag guy, uh, what, you know, old t-shirt guy. I don't know whatever you're using to physically clean the, the, the items. I, I actually have multiple tools that I deploy strategically. Oh, uh, yeah. I have, I've got a blue sponge, right? I have the blue non-abrasive sponge. Big deal. I got the yellow and green sponge, which is the abrasive one. Don't let it near your nonstick pans, but if you're, like, you know, scrubbing down the stainless steel one, tears that stuff off. And then I have a brush that I use for, like, glasses that I can't get my hand into. Wow. Like water bottles. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, think I have, the... I have all of those things. Um, I also have the Brillo pad for the really bad stuff. Mm. Um, and for the cast iron, I have the little plastic scrapey frame that you use to scrape the stuff off in a kind of a non-abrasive way. Oh, I don't know what that is. Check it out. It's... <laughs> a large uh, plastic scrapey friend. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> of course, the plastic scrapey friend. Uh, I'm, see, I give you guys credit. I'm lazy. I have a I have one of those blue sponges and I just use it on everything because <laughs> uh, I cannot handle But I know people who use like dish rags and I feel like you don't get a consistent cleaning surface. I hate them. I've never Is heard of someone using like- a dish rag. Like a blue, like they have blue disposable dish rags. If you've ever seen them, oh, I think we use I have. those, but not for like the the cleaning part, but for the like time to get the the dirty liquids off of the thing. Yeah, no, I know people who like put dish soap on them and like use them to scrub their dishes, which makes no sense to me. Huh? Maybe that's how you're supposed to use them. I've been using them wrong the whole time. 
I mean, again, you don't really get a good, strong cleaning surface from it. But uh, but I will say, my, I don't know if you guys have any kitchen pet peeves. My biggest pet peeve is when someone takes the dishes sponge and starts wiping the countertops with it. The dish sponge, yeah. that's that's a health safety nightmare. Should Your dish sponge should go nowhere near your countertops. But the problem is uh, it's impossible for anyone to know which one is which if they're not you. Well, I use, for my counters, I use spray and paper towels. I only have one sponge. There you go. Yeah. So just don't touch. Don't touch. Dishes only. It can't leave the area of the sink. That makes sense. This is why I don't have any friends and I'm single, so. Hmm. I mean, I, I do the same thing. The, I do occasionally, I will like, like when I get soapy water, like out of the sink, I will yeah. like wipe it back into the sink with the dish sponge. But otherwise, like, I really don't like, I really don't want my dish sponge that I wash, like things that I eat off of to come in contact with like cleaning, like cleaner. Like, or like raw food on the counter. Too. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, that too. Yeah. Baffling. Right. Weird. I also don't like to leave my dish sponge in the sink. Like if I, oh, yeah, if I had my way and it never, ever touches the sink. Maybe that's what I'll, you know, what? I think that's going to be my pick this week. I won't spoil it, but I have a, I love, do you guys have any of the, uh, the OXO, um, soap oh, yeah. pump and, and little holder? Ooh. No, I don't have that, but we have, uh, we're an OXO family over here. Yeah. The, the, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but that, that is a great, that was a great purchase. Now, Sean, I think you and I need to uh, put our, you know, smush our mind grapes together and and we need to invent something that is like, you know how like my sink is, it's like a newfangled sink. And so the, the, the shower head, if you will, this, this, the faucet part is yeah. like, it comes off and you can like spray it yeah, and then it like goes back. Like it has like a spring. We need that for sponges. So like the sponge just can't touch the uh, counter, on a ri- like on a rip cord. <laughs> yeah, like you pull it down from above, you scrub some stuff, and you let it go, and it shoots back up out of the sink, out, out that's a, away that's from a great danger. Idea. Yeah, that's a that's a Kickstarter idea right there. Where, but it's that, and then there's also, but it's like a it's like a utility belt almost, and you put it on the wall. It's got like a brush on it and a sponge, and so you never lose them. This is amazing. I think that's pretty good. I'm gonna start some, like labs, like the the little tubes you pull down from the ceiling to like dispense different chemicals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Different like detergents and uh, it sounds and other like things. I would. It sounds like you want, air to, you want to cook in a medical facility. I I know it's probably pretty clean. And that's true. That's true. Yeah, you could eat off of it. I think that's great. And I would love a, an air compressor that like blows and then you could just like blow the water off your dishes. I mean, I guess the water would go everywhere else, but your dishes would be very dry or like, uh, a, like a vacuum, like a vet. Va- you know, like I was at the dentist the other day and they have that thing where they put it in your mouth and it, and it like oh sucks your God, spit out yeah. like that with like a big head yes. and you can just put it over your dishes and it just sucks the water up. That's a good now, idea. But also, we... we've almost invented a dishwasher at this point. <laughs> so I, I feel like we're kind of defeating our own purpose, where it's like, what if there was a machine that just washed your dishes for you? <laughs> I was going to say, have we talked about my experience with commercial dishwashers? I don't no. recall. I don't think so. So I worked at a Boy Scout camp, and we we had a commercial kitchen with a commercial dishwasher. And this has made me realize how much residential dishwashers suck. So this was, it was pretty big, 
But I think like, you know, American houses are huge. You could fit one of these and I think it would be worth it. It's about like, you know, uh, you know those like <clears throat> half-sized crates that you put the dishes in if you go to like school or something, right? And you have to slot yeah. them in. They have to be these like big, uh, they kind of look like a dishwasher rack, but they're very thick and plasticky and they stack on top of each other. So what a commercial dishwasher is, is a, a tall-ish box, not too tall. It could fit on a regular counter. You could stack a couple of these things in there and you slide it in and then these gates closed, closed down over it. And it stays there for 90 seconds. Um, and it makes a hell of a lot of noise and that's flying everywhere. And then you lift it up and you slide it into the next one, which is a dryer chunk down. It goes again, like 90 seconds, two minutes. Now they're dry and out they go. And it, there won't be any, anything like even stuff that's kind of caked on comes off. And those are only like the worst stuff do you have to get in for yourself. And it'll be completely dry at the end. All these new dishwashers, they, it's never dry. I don't know if you two have had these experiences with your, you two probably also have new dishwashers. In my experience, the older the dishwasher, the drier your dishes will be. Mm. I think that that's got to be an ener- the the energy saver stuff they've put on appliances these days. Like, I guess I'm for it, but I agree with you, Dan. The problem I have with my dishwasher is it gets my dishes clean. It just takes like hours. Yeah, it takes forever. It, it's so slow. Like, if you could just even if it were half as fast, I'd be like, wow, okay, that's pretty impressive. Huh. Yeah, when I get an like one of those honest to goodness American houses someday, maybe if I ever get an honest to goodness American house, I'm totally just going to be like. Why don't, whatever water hookups you need, put them in. We'll just have a separate little room, like with the washer and dryer, squirreled away in some other room. doesn't matter because it's only going to take you 90 seconds to do it. And you get this little cart. Like I'm imagining, like, it doesn't even need to be in the kitchen. You you take those little plastic crates, you fill them up with your dishes, you put them on a little cart, you wheel it over to the laundry room. You don't even leave the room. Just sit there. It's only going to take five minutes and then you're done. Uh, I, I don't so know you how much one of those for clothes. <laughs> Can you put your laundry in there too? That, see, I, I don't know. Like, I guess like apartment buildings and at school, we had the, the heavy duty washer dryers and they didn't seem that much better than a regular washer dryer. No, I think just the fabrics hold the water so aggressively that it wouldn't, you have to take so much time, uh, Although spin cycle, I think the all the out. time about how did you ever notice this that if you if you stared into those dryers at Marist and you and you kind of looked and like let your eyes glaze over that there was just flames like actual propane powered flames around that drum and that was the heating element for the dryer. Yeah, that's how gas dryers work. They have an actual like they burn the gas to produce heat. I'm I'm sorry. This is this is the dryers that they had at Marist were propane. I rem- remember what? how um, I remember this so vividly that when I really saw it once, it was because in my memory, uh, you there was no interface for payment that you could use at the thing. It was all online, but you could see a little plastic thing where the interface would have been in some other installation, but it was covered over. And I found one where the plastic thing had fallen off. And you could just look in and see fire 
inside of the dryer <laughs> straight through the thing. I was like, this is, it seemed like a terrible idea because you're putting, I guess the clothes are typically wet, but eventually they get not wet and there's a bunch of lint flying around and stuff. It didn't seem like a good idea. And I've looked every apartment building I've stayed at. I, I've, every time I put the clothes in, I'm like, is it fire back there? Now I'm always curious. <sighs> They're becoming less and less common, uh, gas dryers. Um, you, you don't yeah. see them as often these days. I'm going to triple check the like hookups to the dryers here because I really want to know. I don't think they I, – I can't imagine they are. They look a lot like regular dryers. They don't look like the dryers we had at Marist. Well, what's funny is, uh, believe it or not, they'll look identical from the front. Um, oh, it, it, and the sides, like if you put an electric and a gas model side by side, uh, they're identical except for the how do you the know pipe coming this? out the back? Because I bought a washer and dryer a couple years ago, and my the first house I bought had a gas hookup for a dryer, <laughs> no electric, <laughs> and I was so like I'm not hooking up a gas dryer that I actually paid an electrician to put in a box so I could have an electric dryer, which was smart because most houses have that. Um, but it's, it's a totally common thing. You can go buy a new one today. They still make them. It's cheaper to run because the gas is cheaper than the electricity. Yeah. Um, but there are also some, it's also a little more expensive than electric. Um, and when they break down, you're really fucked because it's not like an electric thing. They, a guy could just put a new you know, co- uh, computer chip in. It's really sort of a little more complex. Mm. Weird. Yeah. But you can't get a gas-powered washer. You can only get an electric-powered washer, which makes sense, but it's also kind of silly. Imagine a steampunk uh, dishwasher. Well, they got to heat the water somehow, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like they, there should be some sort of setup. Well, I guess it goes in the wrong direction. But, like, you should be able to do both at the same time. Like, the gas <laughs> dries the clothes and also, like, spins the washer or something. Like the steam from the clothes that you're drying spins spins the tumbler. Oh, uh, now here we go. Now that's a business Probably idea. Well, that's like a zero energy. Like the clothes power themselves. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Right. Once, you, once you start it going, it just goes forever. It's like a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> but it only works on clothes. Right. You just have to keep weird. like every day. You have to put your dirty clothes into it. You just put your clothes keep, right in. You have to grab it them dirty out. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> damn we're just rocking good ideas we, tonight yeah we are on a roll damn now here's the real question about dishwashing like what this has been my my sort of saga with the hand washing dishes like what dish soap do you use like what liquid dish soap or do you oh i i got a hookup i got Sean's i got a hookup. hookup i got i gotta be with my lady mrs myers here i'm a, this is a mrs Ooh, myers household um, and and uh, mrs myers dishwashing in the lemon scent is uh is my go-to does a great job that sounds nice so that's I'm a trying... liquid detergent it, it is a it is a liquid dish soap um it's a little thicker than like a dawn i find like a dawn or a, or a palm olive to be a little thin um it's a little mm. jellier so i think it sticks a little bit better um and it smells great that's interesting. See, I like prefer Dawn or Palm Olive, but I do m- most of my grocery shopping at Whole Foods for like just geographical reasons. Um, and like they don't carry Dawn or Palm Olive. So I've tried all the brands that they have and they're 
horrible. Like <laughs> it's like, it looks like dish soap when you squeeze it out of the bottle, but that is where the resemblance ends. Like it does not create suds. It does not get grease off <laughs> things and except in, in incredibly large quantities. Um, but maybe sometimes Whole Foods has Mrs. Meyer's stuff. So maybe I can try that. Yeah, I, I've been. I, I use the hand soap, the multi-purpose spray, the concentrated clean. I've used a lot of yeah. their stuff. I've been very satisfied. I will say, the one I, I try and buy, like not necessarily like earth-friendly stuff, but I try and buy like nicer, no preservative, no chemical stuff. But the one thing I will not buy in that version is dishwasher packets, because they now have like earth-friendly like. <laughs> dishwasher cleaning that you put in the dishwasher and they scare the shit out of me because I feel like it's going to be the same as the detergent where it's like, oh, it's good for the earth because it doesn't clean your dishes at all. <laughs> so like that, I'm like, no, no, I want the brand name, the put in every chemical cleaner. I need clean dishes. Well, the the other, um, I, th- I, he, I don't, I don't think we've discussed this on the show, but, but possibly the thing that broke my dishwasher in the first place is that like, like my dish soap i would purchase like dishwasher like pods from whole foods and like so you know it's one of it's like that seventh generation brand or whatever which is it's just like it's a completely uncolored just little like gel pack of like white powder um and so i bought dish pods one day as i as i usually do it was like a seventh generation bag of the detergent pods and i put one in my dishwasher and you know what went about my business and like my dishwasher stopped working at some point eventually and then i noticed one day that the bag of pods that was under the sink was actually laundry pods and not dishwasher (laughs) pods it looked exactly the same (laughs) like you had to read the fine print to discover that this was seventh generation laundry pods and not dishwasher pods Ugh. Yeah, I used the, the Finnish all-in-one dishwasher pods, but I never gave it much thought. I'm pretty sure it was a wire cutter recommendation at one point, and I see that they tweeted about it, but now I see it's no longer a wire cutter recommendation. So, mm. I really like, we mentioned the the drying rinse aid, like using oh, rinse sure. aid helps a you lot. You got the jet dry? Or, yeah. or, I, or, I, yeah, I did you get have that, it. and it didn't seem to help in our case at all. I think our mm. dishwasher's too goddamn efficient. Well, uh, that's part of the issue. But there's a great, um, and Wirecutter did a blog post about how to properly clean your dishwasher. Do you know, like, every so often, especially if it's old, you're supposed to, like, completely take it apart because food can rest, like, in places you don't see unless you take it apart. Like, it's really gross. Yeah. As a person who recently took apart their dishwasher, (laughs) there's a lot of nooks and crannies in there. Like, the, 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 it, so at least I don't know. I'm sure it's different for different dishwashers, but in my I have a Bosch dishwasher, and like there is a hole, like this one big like plastic piece that is like a maze inside, and that's where all the water comes in and out of the dishwasher. Hmm. And like it, there's all kinds of things going on. There's like water. It's it's, it's like a Rube Goldberg machine, uh, like like slash water park. Like all kinds of things happen. Like food gets in there and can like gum up the works it's super weird that's a good tagline for a dishwasher company it's like a water park for your dishes <laughs> it is they should <laughs> still make a clear dishwasher that would be amazing oh yeah that that is a really good idea 
I saw I, I saw a video of that online. Uh, maybe it wasn't clear, but someone stuck a camera in the dishwasher so you could see how it works. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I know there there was one at CES a few years ago where it was like a just like to show how the washing technology worked. But they essentially built a clear one, and it was everything you dream about. <laughs> like it was it was like so unbelievably cool. Yeah. Uh, but then I also realized like most people, it's under a countertop, and like you wouldn't even if the front were clear, you wouldn't even really get a good view anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But. I have, so here so are my deal. fun dishwasher facts on this dishwasher episode of Don't Panic. Um, one, the dishwasher was invented by a lady in the 1800s, I think. But if I remember correctly, classic, some guy like stole it from her. Um, and my other dishwasher fun fact is you're not supposed to clean your dishes too much before you put them in because the detergents are activated in part by oil. So yes. if your dishes are too clean, then it actually won't do anything. Right. The wire cutter dishwasher review is very informative on that topic. That's where I learned about this. I'm so guilty of the pre-rinse. Yeah. I hate, I, and it's the dumbest thing. I hate putting dirty dishes in my dishwasher. <laughs> I really do. If there is stuff stuck to it, I'm like, no, I have to get it off. And I'm like, at that point, I should just wash it. I'm, I'm very bad. <laughs> that was the they were saying the like the thing they get into in the article is like it used to be that like used to be the case like that used to be the correct thing to do because the the detergents they were using did not really like they weren't great at getting food off but like now the detergents are like enzymes and they're like actually eating the food so like you need to have food for them to eat otherwise they don't do anything um which is super weird (laughs) um but I, I don't know. It works. It also makes me feel better about being lazy. Well, that's the other thing. I don't know. I know you guys don't watch a lot of television, but they've had some, one of the uh, detergent brands has had these commercials where they say, and I'm fudging the numbers a bit, but you get the idea where it's like, oh, uh, hand washing your dishes uses like a gallon of water a minute or some crazy amount. And running your dishwasher once uses one gallon for the whole cycle or something where it's a lot more water efficient. Their whole gimmick is like run a load every day in your dishwasher because <laughs> it's more efficient than washing in between loads. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, okay, I guess. I have a small dishwasher, so I have to run a load every day. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm excited, Colby. You're going to have to give us a full rundown when your new dishwasher comes in. Yeah, did you get any like specific features? Did you shop around for the correct dishwasher? Um, I. So with the exception of it breaking down on me, I really liked the dishwasher that I had before. Like it worked pretty well. It was super quiet. It was mm-hmm. Bosch. And like, those are the quiet ones apparently. Um, so I got another one of those, but the like slightly nicer version of the one that I had. And it has the thing I'm excited about is it has the third rack, like the top utensil oh, drawer. Yeah. Damn. It's going to be dope. Cause now, that's like Bluetooth. Is it a, a, HomeKit compatible? No, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't it? ping you when your dishes are done? No. I just imagine at some point in the future, Colby's like, I don't know what happened, guys, but every time someone rings my doorbell, my dishwasher starts. <laughs> this one goes out of control. So, uh, uh, I have... The, 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 that That sounds ridiculous, but I am currently having a, a like smart home-related problem where like, I have some... I have like a home kit automation set up like to, to, for example, turn off the lights when I leave. 
Um, but it's recently come to my attention that when that happens, like when HomeKit thinks you leave and and tries to turn off the lights, I'm I'm assuming that this is the problem. But like something happens that stops my router. Like like my it stops my router dead. Like all internet traffic from my apartment ceases to work for like a minute and a half and then it will eventually you can like reconnect to the internet (laughs) it's very weird does it think your router's a light i don't know like i don't know if it's it my my theory is that there are too many devices on my router like my router's kind of old it was like from a different time like (laughs) 20 2014 right like or 2013 it was really nice g it's it's the 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 not six but the one before Mm. um but i so i think what happened what's happening is that like the siri ball or whatever tries to talk to all of the devices at the same time yeah (laughs) it just like freaks out for some reason but it's very weird I think that that makes a lot of sense. I had a, a my smart home destroyed my old router and I had to get a new one because I had like 40 devices running on it. And it yeah. literally just said, like, I'm not doing it anymore. Right. Um, and then a new one fixed all my problems. So it could be. But yeah, huh. I should just get a new one. I That's lo- always the answer to all of life's problems. Just get a new one. Throw it away. That's that's right. USA. <laughs> USA. Um. <laughs> Well, I'm glad uh, we could get through all this dishwashing and dishwasher talk. What appliance should we talk through next week? You guys want to cover refrigerators? Or? I would love to talk about refrigerators. I have a lot to say I about refrigerators, microwaves. Oh, yeah. Toaster ovens. Air fryers. Oh, you guys have an air fryer? Ovens. No, I don't, I don't have an air, air fryer. And I don't know There's anyone no who has for one. That. I don't have a microwave. Wirecutter says you shouldn't buy one. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember reading that. I still don't understand what it is. Like, what what would you use this instead of? Anything? Or well, is Dan, it... that's a great tease for next week. Okay. <laughs> Tune in to Don't Panic to find out what is an air fryer and why should you buy one or not. <laughs> that's how we really bring them in. They don't come for the tech news. They come for the appliance talk. Um, but we do have a few tech stories in the rundown this week. Um... Believe it or not, even though we just got through the holidays, our first show of the new year, which is very exciting. And episode 298, we're so close to 300. Uh, is there any story in here? we got a bunch of iPhone rumors. Uh, we've got some rest in pieces. We've got kind of an odd mix, no real sort of announcements, but just a, a loose group of content. If there's anything in here you guys want to start with in particular. It is a weird, it's a weird group. Yeah, they're really, I mean, there were a couple like massive stories that I just don't feel like breaking down, like the Russia hack of our government, like which dead? is, oh. oh, no, like actual important <laughs> stuff. Um, there's that. And then what was the, there, what, there was another really huge story that lasted for a couple weeks where I'm like, I just cannot wrap my mind around it. So this is the fun, simple stuff. Uh... Or we could just talk about air fryers. Whatever you guys want. Well, Sky's the limit. Well, I'm I think we talked about this last week, but I'm I am waiting for air tags. Like this has been my number one most anticipated Apple product. I think I would still be more excited about air tags than any like fancy new Apple Silicon Mac that Apple could announce next year. 
Well, then can I ask you a question, Dan? Yes. Given the choice, which would you rather have right now? Air tags or the 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 long lost air power mat and technology? Air tags. Okay. And the I th- I don't even think I'm excited necessarily for the tags themselves, but and is one theory that the reason they haven't announced it yet is because they're still waiting for all the devices to have the U1 chip um, or more of them. But anyways, like when I can look for my AirPods with the AirTag technology and see them superimposed in AR in the couch, oh my god, it's like that's going to save back, you know, in the future when I have to leave the house again. Uh, that's going to save hours of time every year. Of like, ah, shit, like, where did I put them this time? They're not in the place they're supposed to be. Uh, are they in the jacket? Are they in my backpack? Are they on the table? Um, it's going to be amazing. That's what I'm looking forward to. I don't even want the air tags themselves. I just want them for AirPods. And I know that that, <laughs> that won't happen immediately, but I have to assume that once the air tags come out, they'll come out with an AirPods case that supports it. You'll have to get another AirPods case. <laughs> another, my, my third AirPods case. Um, now, yeah, well, that's. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I get excited about this, but only if the, you don't have to throw them away when the battery dies. Mm. Is that a convenience thing or a price point thing for you? Like why, why, why would you not mind just throwing them away? What, if Apple, it's too what, if, Apple, uh, what if it's part of the Apple and subscription and you just get your new AirTags every year? Maybe that's okay. Or what if what if each tag is like, say, 20 bucks, but it lasts three years? Is that a fair... Like, what's the value? Or is it 50 bucks and it lasts for five years? Or is it like, what's the price to time? Or is it environmental? It Right, I bet at minimum, I bet they take uh, dead ones to recycle. Yeah, I mean that that seems like a no brainer. That's probably true. I think the the like I tried the tiles at I think twice I've tried it, and I think of the the eight tiles that I owned, like I needed to use one of them. I needed to use like two out of the eight before they died before the battery died so it was just it just didn't seem like a very solid i don't know like i i didn't get very much value out of it before i had i was asked to throw them away and like get (laughs) new ones (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean i would i would think the because i mean there were rumors of these what two years ago? Yes. We first learned they were working on it. It's been forever. It's got. There's got to be some sort of wacky technology, and maybe they're trying to put wireless charging in it. Though I don't know they could get it small enough to do that. Um, the wireless charging tech. Um, I I don't know. There's got to be something about it. That's it was the same with air power. That's why I kept getting delayed. It was technical issues. Um, that's true. So. Uh, but the reason we're talking about this is there was a big sort of uh, what's coming in 2021 for Apple rumor dump. Among them, as you mentioned, AirTags, again, could finally be coming this year, uh, which would be great. They also mentioned, um, we've talked before about augmented reality, whether it's a headset, glasses, both, who knows, some sort of product this year. Um, 
Also planning to release new AirPods. That's not really surprising. More Apple Silicon Macs, also not surprising. And the first devices with mini LED displays, um, including on a new iPad Pro and various MacBook models. I just want AirTags. Air, air That's it. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. Because I, I think for a while, Dan, you were excited about the headphones, too. And then you got the headphones. And then I'm, yeah, I'm half happy. I do. I love the headphones. This is everything everything I wanted out of the headphones, except they were too expensive. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, they're great. I'll give credit. They're better looking than I thought they would be. Oh. When yeah. someone's wearing them. They look very nice. Something else I was just realizing is um, the the uh, ear pads are like fabric, which some people didn't like. I, I don't really like. I can't really tell. Um, I think one thing that's nice about it is it's less. It doesn't stick to you as as much. Um, but the other mm. thing is like the the leather headphone ear ear. What what do you call them? Ear sockets. Ear, ear puff. Ear puffs. Uh. Uh, have no, always been the first thing to go on any of my fancy headphones. So I'm curious, except for this this other pair of headphones that maybe I'll, I'll pick next week. Um, the, but they're not noise canceling. But all the Bose headphones and, and like stuff like that I've gotten, the, the little foam comes out of the, the leather or pleather ear, ear pieces like instantly. Not instantly, but like Within five years, it's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm curious if these will hold up better because I haven't seen a headphone that has this kind of ear ear cup design. Do you sweat in yours? Do your ears sweat? I have because I have that that pleather vinyl whatever you call it, uh, and it makes my my ears sweat. Uh, I you know what? Now that you mention that, that has happened to me. It hasn't happened to me with these, but that could be because I'm in a very dry. <laughs> heated uh house in vermont and it's the winter time and not the summertime uh but it hasn't happened to me so far all right i was just wondering if the fabric had any uh impact because that 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 vinyl whatever that pleather is it, it's so slick the second you get any liquid on it it's like <laughs> you know it just sticks to your head so yeah and uh, have I you ever had these problems with those things where they get like some weird residue on them they kind of seem to like decompose yeah that's what that's what happens with these the ones for these headphones like they they at some point they start to like flake and I'll take them off and I have like like black speckles all over my face. Yeah. Um but these these I've replaced the pads on these like four times since I bought them in again in 2014 or something. <laughs> um yeah, and that's pretty much it for, for Apple rumors. There's one other note in here about supposed foldable iPhone prototypes uh, uh. that may be in development. Um, supposedly, uh, Apple commissioned two prototype shells with displays from supplier Foxconn. One would be like the Galaxy Z Flip or Motorola Razor, uh, your traditional sort of vertical iPhone that folds in half. Um, as well as uh, something closer to like the Microsoft Surface Duo, where two screens are held together by a hinge, closing it like a book. Uh, have have any of you, either of you, used one of these foldable things? No, no, me either. Okay, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm curious how it is. I can't imagine myself using it, but like. 
Hypothetically, if you could have a no compromises device that is as compact as a phone, but can be as expansive as like an iPad mini. Sounds nice. Yes. Like if if you could do that, (laughs) I just don't know if you can. But that's what excites me about Apple. I mean, they've got more engineers and smart people and money to figure out that problem than just about anyone else. So if they're working on it, I feel good about it. I mean, uh, I I stand by. I like the idea of the foldable phone at the start, uh, and I still like it. And I would be the first in line to get a foldable uh, iPhone. Uh, it's just a matter of, you're right, can they get it slim and portable and good battery life and the screen doesn't crack in half when you fold it? Um, I don't know. But Yeah, that's going to be hard. <laughs> It's exciting, but if anyone can do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. But I think it'll be a while. Yeah, I don't think we'll see that for quite a while. So, frankly, of the Apple, I'm most excited about the AR stuff mm. because yeah. again, I think Apple's laid such a good foundation with the technology and the phones and developers and all of that. Um, and nobody's really. I mean, you could argue Oculus is doing VR really well and a few other companies, but nobody's really done AR to the consumer. I mean, there's HoloLens, but nobody has one. So um, if Apple can bring AR to the masses, that's pretty exciting. Um, but It does seem cool. I don't know if AR would make my life better or worse. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, what, it's kind of like the foldable phones, right? It's like, what's the selling point? Like, what's the advantage? Right. What, what are you getting out of it other than it's Apple and it's cool? Like, is it just like emails popping up in my field of vision like that kind of sucks <laughs> right. but i think you know it's sort of like i read all these i don't know if you guys have seen these stories about google glass which is still around and actually they sell a lot of them they, but they sell them to industrial companies and people wear them while, while they're assembling car parts and stuff and it has information on it about what they're doing and if, if there are issues and things like that it makes a lot of sense yeah. i'm just trying to think of what your like average joe application is for ar glasses in your daily life yeah. I think it depends if they're like low key or not. Like I feel like well, the, the part of the problem with Google Glass is like you looked like a dingus and like Well, sure. It wasn't subtle, right? But I I think the other part is the app store. Like that's the difference. Hmm. Like they've already set up an AR infrastructure for developers to build on. So even if Apple doesn't know how people are going to use them, they've got a zillion developers out there who's going to throw everything at the wall and find the few applications that work really well. That's true. That's something Google never had. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So. That's thinking. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll, that'll be fun. Did we talk about the car? Except- and speaking of Apple, did we talk about the car last week? And speaking of AR... Uh, the, the, wait, can you be more specific? The Apple, the Apple, like some big publication was like, Apple's going to release a car in 2024. Yes. I, uh, no, we didn't talk about it on the show. That was the third rumor that I didn't put into the rundown <laughs> because I was like, this is so far out that, uh, but I think that's totally fair. I suppose you're right. 2024 to produce a passenger vehicle that would include its own breakthrough battery technology. Um, the idea is that they're probably not going to build it themselves. They'll partner with somebody else, but it's going to be their tech in it, starting with a new battery design um, that could, quote, radically reduce the cost of batteries and increase the range. Um, it also talks about um, them powering the software of the vehicle as well, um, it, using their own custom LiDAR sensors. 
um, among uh, among other technologies that they, they have in there. It says here, a plants use a unique monocell battery design that bulks up the individual cells in the battery and frees up space inside the battery pack by eliminating pouches and modules that hold the battery materials. Hmm. That's weird. Some, uh, a anonymous person who uh, saw Apple's battery technology at some point said, it's next level like the first time you saw the iPhone. Big promise. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I would love to learn more about batteries because, like, it seems like that's a lot of what's interesting about what Tesla does, and it's the big limiting factor in almost everything. Yeah, like you you see how much more useful laptops got with the M1, in part because the battery life got so much better. Uh, like, it seems like with all these people working on battery technology that it would make, like, why wouldn't you start, instead of starting with a car, like, oh, we have this great te- battery technology, let's make a car. I would have thought, like, well, could you make an iPhone that lasts for three days? Um, like like the old flip phones used to. But maybe there's something about this battery technology that only is useful for big batteries. I don't know enough to say. Yeah, I, I don't, if it's a form factor issue and they just want such slim iPhones, there are limits to what they can do. I mean, to be fair, they've spent the last 10 years building their own batteries. You know, they obviously have a lot of expertise um, mm. in that area. Yeah, I mean, as we move to an all, theoretically, an all-electric future, right? I mean, that's what we're, whether it's solar or wind or, or geothermal or any of these sort of sustainable uh, energies that create electricity and then moving to an electric grid with our homes and our cars and everything else powered off electricity, batteries are the absolute foundation of that. None of it works without batteries because uh, you got to put that power somewhere. So there's a reason why people are investing in it. Um, if we really are heading, you know, people for years are like, well, maybe hydrogen will power the future, you know, hydrogen cell cars and stuff. It looks like we're going electric and um, Apple would be smart to, you know, why not use cars to test out large cell batteries and then do what Tesla did, where they took their batteries and now people can buy them to put them on their homes and collect power from their solar panels made by Tesla's uh, partner company, parent company, sister company. Um, could be the future for them. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, any other uh, any other stories here in the rundown? Um, or should we move on to picks? Although it looks like they're the spreadsheet's pretty. Oh, sparse. sorry. I, I have a pick. I just have to put it in. Oh, okay. I have one too. Uh, but, while you guys are putting those in, I do just want to do a quick rest in peace to Adobe Flash, officially retired. Uh, as 2021 ends, um, it is over. Um, technically, they're not going to start blocking Flash content until January 12th. Major browsers all shut it down. Um, and Microsoft will block it in most versions of Windows once you update. Um, it's over. Uh, they started uh, in 2015. Adobe asked developers to move on. Things became official in 2017 when they announced announced this being shut down. Of course, many remember Flash as being the underpinning for a whole generation of web technologies. Uh, guys, any any great memories of Flash you want to share? Oh, tons. Uh, Newgrounds. HomestarRunner.com, like yeah, all of, all of my early formative uh, <laughs> internet experiences happened via Flash, pretty much. Yeah, 
I mean, I just I just remember when the first iPhone came out, and they're like, "Oh, you can't use Flash on it," and no one's like, "So you can't go to any website." Like that's how pervasive Flash <laughs> yep, was. Yeah. Where they're like, nothing works on the iPhone, and Apple was like, YouTube videos were all in Flash, and all this stuff. Where um, Apple had to like and credit them, they won sort of, um, where everyone moved off of Flash eventually. Did you go to Newgrounds, Sean? Uh, no, I was I was a good boy. <laughs> I didn't I didn't go to a. No, I I did play a lot of like uh, Flash games. Uh, I don't know if a Pop Cap with like the the original Bejeweled and some of those games you could play in the browser with Flash and stuff. I was a big uh, a big fan of those for sure. Oh yeah. Colby, and you guys will be happy to know that. Um, Archive.org, the Internet Archive is preserving Flash games and animations. Um, Are they compiling them to JavaScript? Uh, That's a really great question. Um, (laughs) How will anyone play them? They will emulate the content. Sounds like compiling it to JavaScript to me. It's made possible by a Flash emulator called Ruffle. Ruffle. Are you FFL? E? E. Yep. Yeah, Flash Player written in Rust, compiled to WebAssembly. So, nah, kind of not JavaScript. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important history of the uh, of the internet there. Yeah. So if I go to homestarrunner.com right now, it won't work? Uh, I didn't know that still existed. Oh, it's still there. Oh, okay. Whew. Oh, it's very different now. Wait, they HTMLified it? <sighs> wow, look at that. It's HTML now. Well, that's I, I got the pop-up on my computer in December where it's like, just letting you know, we're going to uninstall Flash on January 1. And I'm like, I didn't know I still had it installed. <laughs> oh, they're using Ruffle too. Wow. Wowie. We hope to dig in and let us know how that bad boy works. It worked great. I just started a strong bad email. It seemed to work. <laughs> uh, guys, why don't we hustle on over to picks here um, as the spreadsheet fills up. I'm going to go first only because I already mentioned mine. Um, and that is actually, it's two picks. It's a set. Uh, the OXO... Um, Good Grips Stainless Steel Sink Organizer um, and to partner with it the Good Grips Mm -hmm. Stainless Steel Soap Dispenser. Um, The uh, organizer has spot for, you know, sponges and other materials and then a nice little sort of circle tray to put your soap dispenser on. Um, It's got a little drain pan underneath uh, that'll hold any dripping water and the pump soap dispenser is so much better than squeezing the bottle. Um, I cannot stress how great it is. So, uh, and believe it or not, I've gotten both of these as gifts for people. That's how much I love them and other people really liked them. So uh, I, I will strongly recommend these two as an addition to any uh, kitchen. You can't go wrong. Nice. Um, speaking of kitchen, Colby, what are you cooking up? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I picked my old sous vide thing on the show like ages ago, but my old sous vide thing broke. And it was out of warranty. So um, I got a new sous vide thing for Christmas. But 
I got a jewel for Christmas. I received the jewel one instead of the Innova one. And holy moly, it's so much better. Like it's more expensive and it, it is so worth it. Like it heats up in like two minutes, which with the, in, in, in like it used to take the, the other one, like 25 or 30 minutes to like heat to, you know, 130 degrees or something. It was, it's crazy fast. Um, and it, I don't know, it, it's, it seems like it's a, it's a lot smaller, which is just convenient, I guess, but it seems really nice. So if that's the thing you're into, I just get the jewel one. Don't get the Innova. It's, it's not worth it. This, this is like without a doubt, the sexiest looking sous vide machine I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like a good looking device. Yeah, it's pretty good. It seems now, good. Can I ask, and again, we're getting off on, a, on an appliance tangent here. Uh, I'm not a sous vide expert. What do you like? What do you specifically cook with your sous vide machine? Um, I mean, you can do like, like, like meat mostly like meat. So like steaks, I do steak a lot. Um, and then like you just have like the weird thing about sous vide is like anything you cook in it, you have to like brown it after. Otherwise it's gross. Like when, Mm -hmm. when you, if you make a steak, it comes out and it's just kind of gray and watery. So then you like cook it really fast on a pan after. Um, but I've done like steak, like anything you would do in like a slow cooker, you can do in the sous vide. Um, like I've done like pork shoulder that came out really good. And like, you just leave, like you leave it in there for two days, you know, like, or overnight. And it just like, you know, slowly gets hot in water. That's wild. Um, I just did. So the other day I did some bacon Mm. And so that's the same. You just take a pack of bacon out of your fridge. You throw it in the in the water bath, cook it up overnight. And then in the morning, you unwrap it and like throw your bacon in the skittle in the skillet for like the, the two minutes a piece. And it's it's like perfect. So well cooked. Damn. Yeah. It's a little unnecessary, but it's kind of fun. I think it's great. I want to come over to Chef Colby's house. This sounds nice. Someday, Sean. The steakhouse. Colby's Steakhouse. <laughs> uh, um, excellent. All right. Yeah. The, uh, the as Colby says, the you can also, jewel sous vide thingy. You can also cook eggs. Like, uh, just put the whole egg in there. Yep. I did eggs for the first time recently. It was pretty good. Oh. Pretty good. All right. Well, let's stay on our uh, on our kitchen theme. Dan, what are you picking? Uh, <laughs> this is I was I was surprised for a second. No, this is <clears throat> this is not a kitchen theme thing. I was waiting around waiting for a COVID test and I wanted a game, an iOS game I would pay for that would be fun and I was specifically had a hankering for a tower defense game so I like Google what's the best tower defense game and I found this Kingdom Rush Vengeance thing which sounded like it wouldn't be good it sounded like it would have lots of like microtransactions and stuff like that um but if it's perfectly good you don't have to there are microtransactions inside but you don't have to buy them and you just put your little towers out and watch watch the arrow shoot and, and have fun. Um, I think it's also on Android. 
uh, yeah, it's a, that's my recommendation. Yes, it is also an Android. Five cool. bucks. I think it's five dollars. Two ninety nine. Two. Oh, interesting. It's more expensive on the Play Store. Hmm. That's weird. I wonder why that is. I wonder. This is the wildest of speculation, but I wonder if it's harder to get Google Play customers to do in-app purchases, so they have to charge more up front to make mm. the same amount of money versus iOS, where it's so easy to do in-app. They actually make more with a lower opening price point. Huh. Wild speculation. That, that's a good idea. I like that speculation. Could be. But Kingdom Rush Vengeance. <coughs> Ugh. Uh, two ninety nine on the iOS store and more expensive on the Play Store. Excellent, Dan. We'll have links to that and all the picks over on our uh, website, so you're going to want to check it out, don'tpanic.io. Uh, it now knows there can be 53 weeks in a year, so it will work, um, <laughs> which, which is good. Right. That's, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't understand how websites work, and I never will, but I just love the fact that, like, oh, the website's not working. Oh, it's because it doesn't know it's a leap year. Like, that's just could just take down a whole site. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, it's taking yep. down many sites. I, it's I, just, but just like that little thing. I think you would think like, oh, it would just like skip that and just like be like, just ignore that and keep working. Like, no, it's it's awesome. Are you familiar with Leap <laughs> well, Seconds, Sean? I've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> can that also take down a website? Yes. That's wild. That's great. I, again, go, just goes back to I have no idea how any of this stuff even like how any of it e- is even possible. Right. Well, that's the the answer to that question is barely. It's 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 barely <laughs> possible. Oh gosh, that's why we love technology. It's incredible. Um, but please do go check out our website. It does work. Don'tpanic.io. All the episodes, the pics, all the video, they're all there. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Don'tpanic.io. Uh, no, uh, don't panic. Look for it on your favorite podcast app. We're on all of them, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Of course, the video version on YouTube as well. And of course, you can follow us uh, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email us, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Guys, anything else you would like to say? Happy New Year. Happy Yeah, That's a good point. Happy New Year. Hell yeah. Make sure you check out the next episode of, uh, of Up for Debate because Matt and I are talking New Year's. Um, which is very exciting. So you're going to want to get that over on the Up for Debate feed. Uh, we, we talk about some of the wild uh, traditions from around the world of ha- what people do for New Year's for, like, good luck and stuff, which are just fantastically stupid. Um, <laughs> nice. um, we talk about famous things that drop on midnight across the country. Uh, it's a really fun episode. So you're going to want you'll, you'll definitely learn a few things if you check that out. Um, and you'll hear my and Matt's New Year's resolutions. So check that out over mm. at UpForDebate.tv. But that's going to do it for us here. We will be back next week with, I'm sure, all sorts of. Everyone's back from vacation. They're back from the holidays. They're gonna. All the tech companies are going to start doing their big whoop de doos. Uh, and so you're going to want to join us next time. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another thrilling edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.